Boom. There it is. Boom. There it is. Nice intro music that only I can hear. You can't hear it. It doesn't yeah, matter yeah. though. Look at it. Go. <clears throat> Welcome to the Idiot Side Quest. This week, we're going to be going over Elon Musk. Is he okay? And what is he up to? Yeah. So, I'm Brandon. I'm Leah. And uh, let's get into it, shall we? Yeah. So, basically, for reference, what kind of made me think about this is one day at my lovely, lovely day job, we were talking about Mars One. So, like, I think it's like the seven or eight people who are just going Mars. And, you know, I'm the only person that I can find that's like just down to go to Mars. And I was kind of like on a quest to like just live and die there. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't hate Earth or anything, but like, I'd go to Mars. And so it kind of eventually got me into this like, rabbit hole of elon musk and i was wondering if elon musk was okay and i can say after all the research that i've done he's not but not in the way that i originally thought he wasn't okay we'll get to that we'll get to that right yeah i mean we we could get to it now he just seems really depressed dude okay yeah we, we could state that i would say i'd like to go over like what he's up to and then i, I need more information myself if he's okay or not. He's up to a lot. Like, I I only put, like, a couple of his companies. Because he's got a lot. A lot more than I originally thought as well. It's it's impressive. It's a lot. You know, does he still earn any money from PayPal or anything like that? Or did he sell that out for just huge amounts of money? And... I'm not too sure, honestly. He probably owns shares if I had to probably. assume. I would assume so. I would. PayPal's huge. Um, but yeah, so I guess the first thing that I wanted to talk about was the boring company. We'll start, we'll start at boring company. Yeah, we'll start off boring, get, get to the fun stuff. So what's all the stuff that the boring company has like put out so far? I only know about the flamethrowers and then there was something else, but I don't remember what it was. Hats. Hats. Yeah. But so basically the boring company is, he wants to build a bunch of tunnels Oh, that's the boring company doing yeah. that one. Okay. Yeah, that's the boring company. And so currently it's only kind of in like the Southern California area. Like I think there's one tunnel, but like I think he's working on more. And I guess it's it's pretty interesting because, you know, how he explains it and like, you know, I'm an idiot. I didn't really think of this beforehand is flying cars doesn't really work like atmosphere is tricky pressure is tricky lift is tricky and people you know, can do it like it's a good idea but people can't even drive easy to drive cars yeah no and safely or adequately and you have to go into aviation law and know your airspace regulation and a whole bunch of stuff and then loud yeah it's gonna be loud like little drones are loud like he points out like imagine what a car would sound like like Sound like a little jet going yeah. off all over the place. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I don't know my definitive like viewpoint on like the boring company and just building a lot of tunnels underground. But I will say it's definitely something new that was brought to the table. It is. Which, regardless of if the boring tunnel, or the boring company, and like the, the tunnels, tunnel. the boring tunnel. If it ends up working out or not, I don't really think that matters so much as much as getting people 
to think in a different way, if that makes any sense. Because even if, like, the boring company doesn't work per se, you know, down the line, it could inspire somebody else to something that is a good solution. True. Yeah. True. I would, it's, like, it's interesting because it's, like, in overpopulated, like, places that can't grow, like L.A., it's already just so built on top of itself, and it's... Mm -hmm got its highways but they're already like how much more can you do besides making double triple decker highways yeah. that are just like wild and crazy and expensive I mean, expensive but i mean it's also expensive to go underground with those but i mean yeah you could do kind of the same concept i'd say i, I do kind of question its usefulness and compare comparing it to like a subway line like useful subway lines yeah i i would agree i think also one thing that i kind of find it as a hiccup is because he kind of sees it more along the or i don't i haven't talked to elon musk but from everything that i've heard interviews it, and stuff. yeah it seems like he mostly sees it as like a daily commute kind of fix whereas yeah. how i would view the boring company being successful would be like more for like long drives yeah i could see that yeah more like uh, how they have truck routes in most cities that go around the city instead. This one's going under the city. Yeah. Know, so. It's curious because doesn't isn't it supposed to operate off of like elevators too, like car elevators? So, how does it work? He how do you get there? So from his original idea to like what he's got going now has changed a lot. So he used to he used to have elevators where it would kind of like almost be like a parallel park but not parallel you would just kind of like zip into like the curb and it would take you down yeah and kinda. then yeah you would be on like this essentially like this kind of like magnetic i think maybe magnetic like board so like the the car wouldn't even be in drive and it would just guide you along at really really high speeds hmm. but so it's kind of like a when you go through the car wash except you're going through the tunnel yeah kind of um except faster obviously except fast. <laughs> much yeah, better <laughs> um but you know so it seems like he's changed from an elevator to kind of like an on-ramp down kind of like if you're going onto a regular highway that's like below where the streets are like not like a tunnel but like a regular highway where you know sometimes you got to go down instead of going up yeah yeah um so that's kind of how i pictured it and then also he's kind of exnayed like the little cart that's magnet and his solution was to essentially have like modifications to a car where wheels would hook onto the wheels that are already on the car and so they would be touching like the sides of the wall yeah i'm not too sure how it's gonna work out it seems like there are a lot of hiccups and just you know a lot there's a lot to figure out because there's also so many different sizes and types yeah. of cars and yeah is exactly it only for teslas or is it meant to be for everybody it's for the elite for the elite <laughs> but yeah no it's hello brain loading loading it had a thought the thought is gone. It's definitely something that I think it's like, you just want to like keep a tab on it, you know? Yeah, like no, for sure. And... and then also I think the thing that is most confusing to me 
and somehow seems to not be a concern at all to Elon Musk. Maybe, I don't know if you've got that much of big dick energy. Like, you, you don't give a shit. You do what you want. But, like, the legality of the boring company confuses me. Because if I'm not mistaken, which I probably am, that... Laws tricky. <laughs> roads and streets and bridges are all covered by a state's budget. Therefore, mm -hmm. wouldn't the boring company in some way or form have to be involved with each state's government and each state having their own laws and own regulations, I feel like would be complicated. I mean, it's complicated, but I mean, if you look at like, he's also involved with like SpaceX. I feel like it doesn't get any more legally complicated than space travel because... That's something militaries and governments want to kind of, like, keep control of, you know? Yeah, but, like, I feel like with SpaceX, there's a limit, you know, to there's how... There's not as much public involvement. Yeah, plus, like, you know, each state's government. And, like, you know, you're going to get some dumb bitch in fucking Colorado or some random state just being mm -hmm. like, this tunnel has ruins my life and something along that long like along that way so she's gonna complain to her local government if she's like a karen and that that really egged on about the tunnel and then that's gonna eventually go to the boring company and the government's probably gonna change their regulations i feel like it's very complicated you know i feel like it is but it isn't because especially i don't know i'm more curious about its one environmental impact and then like how are they going to manage uh, carbon emission containment in such a closed facility? Because I know you can like vent it out. Well, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, the cars themselves would not be driving. It would it, probably still be on though, right? People want their yeah. AC and yeah. I he he said something about this where you know you wouldn't have to worry about um not not CO two. What's the what's the carbon monoxide. carbon monoxide? You wouldn't have to worry about that, like, because you know there would be hundreds of cars in a tunnel and people could die. But yeah, he said he said they they would get around that. I don't That's really a future problem is essentially what they're saying. No, like I think he's like, oh yeah, we got a solution for that, but he didn't really go into depth about it, so I don't really know. I feel like that's a lot of Elon Musk's ideas, though. He has a lot of ideas, and then. You know, you have the base format for it, and then eventually you're going to figure out it's gonna how get, it really works. It's going to get figured out eventually. And so, yeah, I think that's kind of what my point is, is like, he has a lot of ideas. He does. But I don't know if his ideas are the solution per se, or more like the catalyst to what's going to spark somebody else's idea in the future because it's just a different way of thinking you know i feel like the, overall though i mean that's kind of what he's pursuing he doesn't exactly need to be the very best or greatest most of the stuff he he's doing though he's trying to, to like me. he's trying to be the catalyst like he's trying to hey guys like life on earth it's probably not the it's not looking too bright in the future so like how about space how about mars Hey guys, guess what? All of these cars are creating a ton of emissions. What if we, you know, make maybe cool not do that electric cars? Because we have electric cars, but no one seems to like it. So what if we made a cool electric car yeah. 
with like a nice iPad in the middle. You know what I mean? Nice we'll call iPad. it Tesla. Not an iPad. But what about the flamethrowers? I'm still like, the tunnels are cool. So what about the, the flamethrowers? The flamethrowers are actually not a flamethrower. They're not legally because you can't legally buy government ship standards. It. You cannot use well, those. It was more along the lines of shipping to like other countries where that legal issue came came in. I can't remember. Well, I'm pretty sure it's illegal for citizens to own like flame. Oh yeah, throwers. no, 100% and definitely probably is. And if it's not, it should be. Um, and it's like the legality comes as like a flamethrower can spit flame a certain distance and it uses a certain type, type. of fuel like it's or... not napalm based it's something else and so he like took all of those and he just went like one step below it and then he yeah was like, based... hey here's the flamethrower that's not a flamethrower but guys it's a flamethrower yeah and don't get me wrong if i could have i would have bought one just for the novelty of it and i hate that i'm one of those people but it kind of reminds me of like when Supreme had their fucking crowbars or like a fucking brick. Like why? Like there is Are those actual things? Yes. They, there was like a I thought those were memes. No. How much were they? I don't know and I don't really want to know. Cuz Supreme actually made those? Hmm. I see. Yeah, so it's like that hype beast culture, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Like, where a fucking crowbar can go for hundreds of dollars because it has a logo on it, which is insane to me. And I feel like more... I can't help but wonder if it's just like a weird social experiment and they're laughing at all the people that bought it. I'm laughing at all the people that bought it, honestly. It's true. Um, but see, the boring company, the flamethrower's cool, at least. Yeah, it is. It's cooler than a fucking crowbar. Like, let's yeah. <laughs> let's be real. Um, but I feel like it's kind of like the same thing. Or not not the same thing, but hype. You know? It stirred a lot of talk, and everyone knows about it. You That's know? very true. Good. Like, for me, the boring company, I think PR about the flamethrower. Yeah. I don't even think about the tunnels. I thought that was just, you know, somewhere in Elon's. Repertoire. Repertoire. There's giant tunneling devices going underneath LA. Yeah. And so our little next talking point is the Hyperloop, which is kind of similar to the Boring Company, or at least my brain relates it as kind of similar. But I just kind of want to squeeze a little tidbit in between them. What is the Hyperloop? We'll get to that. Let me, let, okay. me, let me squeeze in my tidbit. All right, I'm listening. But so... Basically, I went down all of the Elon Musk rabbit holes that I could. And, you know, there are, I wouldn't say a lot. I, th I think a lot of people blindly trust in Elon Musk. But there were definitely some people who were very critical, which don't get me wrong. I do definitely believe being critical and, you know, not just accepting something as great. Because I mean, it's like me thinking about the subway versus just an underground. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, being critical is a good thing, but I think I found like these two YouTube channels that were essentially dedicated to shitting on Elon Musk. Like, I think one of them was someone's got to do it, right? Someone's got to do it. Um, if you can think of it, it's real. Um, but yeah, so one of them was, I think, strictly just for shitting on Elon Musk. And then another one was shitting on like Elon Musk's feminists and like one other I think social justice warriors or something along those lines. And these videos, I wouldn't recommend finding them 
but it's it's like the opposite of having a critical cr critical mind their critical mind is critical for the sake of being different if that makes any sense doesn't so, matter if it's right it just has to yeah. be against the current yeah, yeah. exactly which is so frustrating because once again i really support somebody who's like i'm not going to take this person's word for this like i want to have my own based opinions on it i want to know what it's about and all of that yeah but these were literally just to shit on him and shit on his ideas and that's like like you said it kind of goes in the same vein of movement too and like people being like I'm going to offend you just so you're offended, even though I don't even know what I'm talking about, but it sounds offensive, so I'm going to keep saying it, and so I got a get reaction mad. somewhere, so get mad. Exactly. Get mad. Um, and so these little YouTube channels of blind hatred kind of segue into the Hyperloop, because so the Hyperloop is basically more or less the boring company, but it's just more along lines of an electric train, like the fast magnet train. Yeah, yeah, the magnet train at super speeds and stuff like that. And I want to say it was maybe last year or, you know, not too long ago where they had their first. I think it was like a mile of the Hyperloop. Mm -hmm. And so what Elon Musk that. did. Yeah. yeah, he had a bunch of like the top college students in the field come up with teams and create their own essential like little train thing for it and the angry youtube channels pointed out that most of their inventions were barely big enough to fit a person and even disregarding that they yeah. launched them all empty and it it was essentially a failure none of none of the college students came up with an idea that was feasible and that would work and would even carry more than one person which was kind of more along the lines of the point yeah and they just once again just spent their time shitting on this and i do like i do agree with them it was a total utter failure however once again i feel like it's more along the lines of even though this didn't work this got people to think in a different mindset and absolutely it opens up more ideas because the more you think out of the box the more things that weren't obvious to you before can become obvious. And I'm definitely one of those people when in the sense of science or even just testing anything out, like fucking with our audio, which is a mess currently, which we will eventually fix. We're working on it someday. <laughs> someday. Um, but, you know, doing things, trying things is what's going to create a solution rather than just being like this system's messed up or you know this isn't working by actively trying to do something even if it's not successful is what's going to bring success yeah and i think it's definitely kind of is in that point of it was more to test general ideas yeah not if they're going to work because scalability or things that come in that's why you build usually models first and then actually create yeah the high cost scenario yeah i know that they are rather than going balls to the walls and it not working yeah but i know i think it's in japan right now where they actually do have magnet trains that are starting to get like fully tested and i didn't know that or something like that i think i remember seeing something about it while i was there and i was like oh this is pretty neat i believe it that's it's not in use yet or anything like that but you know it's the concepts there they're working on it 
Um, yeah. Anything else about the Hyperloop? Base basically, it's the Boring Company, but I believe above ground and just An actual train. A train. It's not a subway. It's a train now. A, a train. Close. A train-ish thing. They'll and probably end up merging by the end of the project. Probably. You know what I mean? Yeah. Costs and just usability. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, any any more thoughts on the Boring Company or the Hyperloop? I think overall, I think it is generally trying to move a very non-public transit oriented country towards something that is yeah public transit. Because I mean, in various cities, like in Arizona, you have like the uh, SkyRail, but I mean that's it's is kind of a failure. Is, is that it? what it's called? It's I, th Sky I think rail. it's the light, light rail. rail. Light there rail. There we go. Yeah. It's it's the light rail until it reaches the airport. Then it's the sky rail, right? Maybe something like that. Along those lines, yeah. But I mean, it's like eh, it's still not used. So it's like the only place I really know of that uses like public transit is like New York. Yeah. You know, and so. New New York's public transit is not super energy efficient and environmentally friendly, and oh god. But the subway is lit. I love. The oh, subway I love the there. subway. Yeah, it's great. It's super convenient. Um, but also one thing that I just want to say, I know a lot of people are gonna disagree with me, and that's fine. But this is just my personal get mad no. opinion. Get mad. Come for me. I don't care. One thing that absolutely blows my mind is the fact that being energy aware and trying to conserve energy, whether it be an electric car or solar panels or, you know, a smarter thermostat or whatever. It's a political stance. It is. Which I guess if, if that's how you view it and that's your political stance that you don't want to be environmentally friendly, explain it to me, enlighten it enlighten me because i don't really understand because my opinion is like we live here i, I like what? the point that's been coming up a lot lately too it's like what's there to lose worst case scenario climate change is a hoax and we've got a cleaner planet yeah other case scenario it's not a hoax but maybe we can save the planet a little bit and i do believe if i'm not mistaken that the people who view it or are against um, energy efficiency, who view it as a political stance and not just ignorance, because unfortunately those people do exist. I do believe it's more along the lines of believing that, or like most of our pollution does come from larger companies. Like most of your day-to-day -day pollution is not coming from your average consumer. Consumer, yeah. it's more large companies that aren't doing things correctly and i get that but also at the same point like even if it takes off like a little bit if it makes a little bit of change i personally feel like it's worth it you know i definitely it's like it's maybe some of the harsher contaminants and chemicals and pollution things like that do come from more factories and companies things like that but at the end of the day it's like they're finding plastic there's, bags in the arctic well there's like billions, frozen there's billions of people so it's like if you take a small scale and multiply it by billions of people guess what that scale gets pretty big yeah pretty quick and exponential yeah it's exponential exactly um also this is this is just my 
little dumb thought and it would never happen because people don't know how to agree but to me what makes sense is to make it a government law that absolutely all gasoline cars unless like maybe they're a classic historical one need to be turned into the government and destroyed and replaced with um electric cars which obviously i know that tesla doesn't have that manufacturing capacity yet but i feel like it should be a really main focus because basically the two big guys that are taking up pollution are you know the farming industry and then also mm. car waste so i i feel like if you if you just chuck out that third recycle i believe it's aluminum that makes up cars i could be wrong i'm not a car expert a lot but it, you yeah. could yeah you could recycle the metal it could you, it would create jobs i feel like it would have a lot of solutions but i don't know i'm dumb yeah there's a lot that goes into that there definitely yeah. is because i mean it's also it's not a realistic thing but like in a utopia where everything could work out you know but I don't even know if destruction's like the right way to go about it because there's just so much that goes into it. But it's definitely like as we're moving forward and forward, the big thing it's like the problem I see going forward is just as they're making like newer cars with like better fuel economy and less emissions, they're also just doing things that are making bottom lines better for company, but they're not actually improving the vehicles and how they actually like manufacture them and like clear the air. It's like with like the i know a big talking point people like to bring up with like say hybrid cars and like priuses and stuff is that the actual manufacturing of the battery that goes into those cars is insanely toxic so it's like it's you gotta find like you, the better yeah it's, it's ground, there's you know? it's definitely one of those things where there's no I think one solution is a big thing yeah though. i would agree because Whenever I visit my family in New York, I I don't even rent a car. I just I no, just use no, no, yeah no. I just use the subway. subway. And like they don't even live in the city; they live like, like far out. But they have there's a train, you know. Yeah, subway still runs out there. Yeah. I don't know. That was my favorite. One of my favorite parts about Japan was just public transport so convenient. Yeah, how good that public transit was out there, and like how usable it was. Also, if. The blender is picking up. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. People, Hold on a second. People be making smoothies. I'm up slightly, I suppose. Maybe. Um. I, I forgot I had coffee. Yeah, you're welcome. All right, what other criticisms are there? Or do you want to hop into, like, SpaceX or... Yeah, I think, I mean, unless you can think of any other criticisms or maybe some critical thinking ideas that are popping off in your brain. Most of my criticism talking points come around, like, the last point we have to talk about is, like, probably the biggest, like, tangent one. Yeah, that's why I so we'll left get it to that. the last one. because I just a slightly boom. Boom, bam. But yeah, that's why I left it as the last one because I feel like both of us are just gonna. There's go a lot on. of thoughts. There's there. a, There's lot, a of lot of tangents. There's a lot of side questing to happen there yep. in that later subject. Get but excited. First, get pumped. First, let's talk about SpaceX. So, what do you know about SpaceX? Because I know not a lot. Okay, so basically, I think it's really fucking fascinating. Honestly, I don't know. Maybe I'm just like. A space dweeb like i want to go to mars like hell yeah on every fucking level like take me to space 
And mm-hmm. once again, it's not because I don't like Earth. I don't, I just, I just, I want to go. Yeah. And um, so I know he is currently working on Mars One. So basically colonizing Mars, which, you know, that has a lot of criticism. And our friend Aaron roasted me for not being informed and knowledgeable on Mars. I'm oh, so no. sorry. Um, but yeah, no, it's 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 a great idea. I would love to live on Mars, but there's a lot that goes to it. So Mars itself doesn't have an ozone nope. because it doesn't have any magnetic fields nope. because it has a dead core. Yep. And I I really like the quote from Elon Musk that's like, you just got to nuke Mars, which... He doesn't mean that literally. Kind of, though. But basically, he's you kind of... You gotta EMP it a little bit, you know? Yeah. You, you gotta magnetize the bitch. Yeah, you have to figure out how to magnetize it so there can be an ozone so we don't just get eaten up by the sun rays and all of that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I'm gonna be honest. I it, it will probably happen late in my lifetime, but I would love to just... You really want to die on Mars. <laughs> I do. It's a goal. Like That's I'm so not cool. dying. That's the bucket here. list. Yeah. Um, also fucking Elon Musk just launching a car out into space for no fucking reason. Like, hell yeah. Um also I think I like his point of view on interstellar travel. Or well, I guess technically not interstellar, because we would be within the same galaxy, but you know, space travel. Um, you know, I don't like I, it makes sense to be a multi-planet. At this point. I mean, yeah. we're coming up on it technologically. Yeah. Like, why would you just want to sit on the same floating rock? I'm not saying our floating rock isn't good, but I want to see all the floating rocks. It's it's definitely, we're getting to a, I'll call it a sci-fi breaking point. Yeah. It's actually really interesting because I didn't know this before researching but basically, technically speaking, there are four levels of society. Um, we technically aren't even on level one, but so level one would essentially be who made this list. It's a science. Like I don't remember the scientist. It's a science thing. It's a science thing. Is it math actually, related to science? Is math related to science? Just clap. Just clap. Congratulations. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> Um, but so society one is having your own planet society where it's self-sustaining, which ours is currently not, which is why it's not considered a society level one. Society level two is being an interplanet society or not inter, but interplanetary interplanetary where there's multiple planets in the same galaxy system that you have self-sustaining societies on. And then... The third one, I believe, is a solar society. So we would have essentially control, for lack of a better word, but of all of the planets in our solar system. And then the next one would be galactic. So then we go on the Milky Way. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> I... Um, also, another thing that I was reading up on that I found pretty fascinating, maybe it's just because I really like X-Files, is I learned about the Fermi Paradox, which, once again... That sounds familiar. What is that? It's an actual science. <laughs> Most paradoxes are. Um, but so basically, it's a scientific theory that's stating the probability of 
having life outside of Earth is so astronomically high because the universe is ever expanding and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And it's so large, you know, it's hard for your brain to conceive that more likely than not, there is intelligent life out there. However, with how old the universe is, it's a paradox because you The would... chance of it being alive right now? No. The, the fact that we haven't had contact with any, which people, people can debate. I personally, I don't think we've been visited by intelligent life forms, but I hell fucking wish we did, like, you know? But the, sure. the paradox is the fact that the likelihood of there being intelligence out there and the lack of evidence that we've received of that being confirmed itself is a paradox. I don't know. I, I, I could see us as being visited before, but I don't know if it has like the meaning behind it that others might place on it. You know, like I'm yeah. a person that I don't view. We're not that important. We're just yeah. like organisms that are trying to get smarter and we're well on our way to getting there slowly over time uh and now we're kind of in the ultimate race of like hey can we get smart enough to keep living before we actually like kill ourselves yeah Um, and i think that is kind of like the big point you see it a lot like maybe like sci-fi that it's yeah you know humanity bombs itself to oblivion and then that's your post-apocalyptic stories and all that stuff but i mean it, it's an actual reality that could yeah. be faced and you a have possible to kinda, reality uh and i it this doesn't really have anything to do with spacex it might have a little to do with the uh the next step the last thing we'll talk about is ai that's the big yeah that's surprise that's, that's, that's the, the big that's, one we're waiting to unbox one. but uh, I know Google has made huge steps lately, apparently with quantum computing, and I don't know much about that, but I don't even know exactly. Here, hold on, let me pull up a definition of yeah, because I was gonna be like quantum computing what is exactly that? is. Because like I, I know understand. it has a lot to do with like uh, huge Such... computations that are like almost impossibly large. Uh, that can happen like. Pretty much at once, and it's kind of a lot has to do with like trying to crack the the time code, like time travel and things like that. Um, quantum computing is the study of a still hypothetical model of computation, uh, whereas traditional models of computing, such as the Turing machine or the Lambda calculus, rely on a classical representation of a computational memory. A quantum computation could transform the memory into a quantum superposition of possible classical states. I don't even know what that means. It has to do with quantum mechanics. Let's see here. It states that much like waves in classical physics, any two quantum states can be added together, superposed, and the result will be another valid quantum state. Like a, anything quantum mechanically based is just... And I think it's, it's supposed to kind of be like a little mind-blowing. That's why we need to develop these computers that are, you know... My will they're still able to understand they're able to compute things at just i mean Such not, a impo- not level. impossible levels but you know within the millisecond speeds. or it you makes know, current computation look just irrelevant. so slow yeah. so slow and that's how you're going to start putting in a lot of these uh data i don't know how to say it. it's like it's huge for gathering data and then putting it in these equations that'll be able to like predict 
I think it's yeah. a lot to do with like predictive computations where you need just millions of variables to be placed into this and yeah. have like an instant Result. answer. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, one other thing that I kind of want to talk about space, which once again, I've realized that much, most of our space talk is not so much about SpaceX, but just space in general, which I'm sorry, Elon Musk, but like. Um, SpaceX is insane, though. The way that they're recycling their rockets and yeah, they are doing things that are like so, so forward thinking that, you know, we should have been doing all this that's time. So amazing. And they're just like, why yeah. aren't we doing this? And they're, they are like most of Elon's stuff. He's just trying to be the one to be like, hey, guys. Let's think about this. And especially with like Why the rocket modules, not only is it like yeah. better economically or ecologically, it's also better economically. Cause guess what? I don't have to build another fucking module. I just got to fill that bitch back up with fuel and yeah, baby, make sure go. none of the computers are fried and then we're good to go. Um, but yeah, I think my last point that really honestly is kind of a mind fuck, but is pretty fucking cool. Um, I saw an interview with Stephen Hawking's before he passed, mm -hmm. um, which is very sad. He's he was so brilliant, um, but he had come up with a scientific theory that basically states that time space is six dimensional. Got that. Okay. And so basically, if by chance you did make it to the end of the universe, it would almost be as if hitting the south pole on the earth so basically you're not at an end you're just left with one place to go which is north so essentially if you made it to the end you'd just uh, be brought back yeah exactly and i mean that kind of makes sense especially with the possible or maybe I mean, I'm we're, we're on a huge right, space but... tangent now but this does go into like the possible discoveries of wormholes and because, I mean, I, was it scientifically, like, observed yet or proven that, well, I guess it's theorized how wormholes work in theory has been, like, proven. And, like, the, the common experiment is that you take space as a certain dimension. Yeah, like, you a, fold like it, a paper. And you punch a hole. Because yeah. that's kind of what that comes back into is that. It's like you hit the edge of the paper and then you're just coming back around. Tiny, whiny space stuff. Um, I'm not too sure. I only looked up as much space as my brain could comprehend, which is difficult. Space is confusing. But I believe so. Yeah. And so this last one, if you thought space was a big tangent. AI. So obviously Elon Musk has Neuralink which I did actually watch a video of an actual neuroscientist. I don't know anything about Neuralink other than its theory of um, merging people with computers. Yeah, so basically, I believe the chip itself is called a BMI or something very similar to that acronym, mm -hmm. which apparently BMIs already exist. I believe it's for people with impairments, maybe such as, no, no, Stephen Hawking. Well, he used his cheek to communicate with his picture or his computer. But um, I believe it's for people who are disabled in one one way or another, where they have a BMI chip that's implanted in their brain. And this is an actual thing. It's just not AI currently that yeah. helps enable functionality of their brain where, you know, they have issues. Not, not saying that they're dumb or anything, but, you know, if they have maybe a very severe, like, damage yeah. to their part of their brain where speech is 
yeah. they might use a BMI to fix that. If I'm not mistaken, I'm not a neuroscientist. I'm sorry. I tried to understand it as best as I could. I feel like Neuralink, I mean, Neuralink kind of, I mean, it is semi-steeped in AI, but that goes more into uh, biotech and biotech is insane. Because I know like way back in high school, fun fact about me, but I did, uh, we had a project at my school where we worked with, phoenix zoo trying to sequence the dna of the chiricahua leopard frog and so i mean a lot of dna sequencing it's pretty commonplace now and you can do things like with uh God, what's the company that is kind of tied in with google a little bit oh otherwise. um 23andme 23andme yeah so like a lot of dna sequencing and i know biochip implantment like Planting biochips, that's like really politically like controversial and yeah. people not sure how to feel about it. But I know that's like some of the uses that we were looking forward to it when we were doing some of the sequencing was we were also kind of keeping our eyes on like how biochip implants can I guess it wasn't really as part of the project, but it came up a lot with all the people that were working on the project. Would be like getting chips that would be able to like detect like say cancer growth certain illnesses and it would be able to trigger other microchips in the body that could be analyzed and send out say a signal mm -hmm. to say a doctor and bring it up and be like hey this is happening or i guess i guess now in the modern day with a lot of tech that wasn't even really around hell that was only like eight years ago or so that that was going on but like i think we That's also have like nanobots kind of yeah. coming in nanobots yeah. are coming into the picture so now you could just have like electrical impulses activate your nanobots that go and take care of weird things it's like a secondary white blood cell system yeah it's very insane to think about the fact that tech in, is wild in tech eight years is a lifetime you know and that's kind of uh what's the what's the the thing the the equation the the principle i don't remember it has to do with like as you double on like a superconductor the amount of impulses it can god i sound like an idiot essentially it's it's exponential growth in computing so it's like as it doubles it's actually like going to quadruple and then it's going to get like computational development is supposed to just skyrocket yeah i don't know i um but yeah so for those of you who aren't aware i have to look this up now okay i guess you take over for a hot second brief summary um, so basically Neuralink is what Elon Musk is investing on in the front of AI, which is basically taking a BMI chip with many, I want to say not conductors, but you know, links where it would access certain points of your brain and the Neuralink chip would be artificial intelligence and by having it implanted in your brain, we would essentially be one with AI. It would, um, it would help our thinking and knowledge and all of that, ex like astronomically. Because if you think about it, your phone is way smarter than you are. Yep. You can Google absolutely anything. Um, how Elon Musk puts it is that it's a problem with the interface because you know it takes time for us to type it in. And I don't know about you. Sometimes I look at something on the internet and I'm like, I want to search that in a second here, but I want to finish what I'm reading. And then by the time I finished what I was reading, I forgot what I wanted to. And kind of how I visualize it is like, you know, you would be reading or 
somehow internally learning about a topic but you know let's say there's this one word where you're like oh blah, blah, blah. it would it, it would like open me in... trying to figure out the the principle of second yeah. ago it's like it I would can't... like essentially be able to open a second tab in your brain and everything like that so that's that's how i kind of understand Neuralink and how i would describe it okay yeah, Neuralink seems interesting it does have a lot of implications but it yeah a lot of a it lot being biological the, there's cause... a lot to learn about the brain yeah, and because you know, in the end of the day, it's like Neuralink is supposed to be like a biochip, but I'm sure he wants it to be uploading of the consciousness. Yeah, into tech. Yeah, and so basically, I guess that that's gonna end my point on Neuralink, but it's gonna open up the door to AI. Elon is so curious to me. Like, I I feel like. The general building blocks of this whole podcast was on Elon, but it's more it, like the yeah. stuff he's doing and like the different topics and going into them. But like when it coming back to Elon himself, he, he notably has said that like AI will be the end of us. Like AI scares him. It's like I, I disagree. It's powerful, but at the same time, it's so curious because he puts so much of his time and energy into AI. AI. So I would like, disagree. It's like probably one of his biggest focuses. So I would disagree. He's not afraid of AI per se. He's more. He's more aware of it. Aware of it. So it's power. Yes, exactly. He's. I would say he's more afraid of who's in control of the AI, more so than the AI itself. Because theoretically speaking, you know, there's obviously the, what's it called? It starts with an S. The singularity. Which yes. is, you know, when AI becomes a thing. And he's more afraid of the fact of saying one entity having control over the AI or a group of people having control over the AI. And kind of like Bitcoin. Kind of like Bitcoin, yeah. So depending on who's in control of it, can have adverse reactions. And. He, Elon Musk himself seems very much so like a humanitarian, like he wants to expand us as a race or an animal or whatever the fuck you want to call us and mm -hmm. all of the ways possible by What's space. AI Open AI. Open AI. I might have missed that one. Um, so he very much seems like a humanitarian. And, like, my obvious instinct is, you know, he seems to be the absolute most aware of the adverse reactions that AI could implicate. Yes. But also, my biggest fear, and maybe I'm just too much of a skeptic, is, you know, if I was a real fucking baddie and I mm -hmm. wanted AI to rule the world or me to have absolute control over the AI... Not saying Elon Musk is, but you know, if I were one of those people, I would act like a humanitarian. I would want people to trust me in that sense. And sure. that's that's what concerns me. Like 30 years down the road, like Elon Musk is our absolute overlord because so so many people follow him blindly and have such absolute respect for him, which I'm not saying you shouldn't have respect for this man. He is a fucking genius. But it's one of those things that makes me paranoid, you know? Kinda, yeah. I don't know. I feel like this goes more into 
government criticism, but I feel like they keep enough checks and balances on people like Elon, though. Well, where... see, here's the issue is because, like, he was also, I'm, I'm just wearing a tinfoil hat at this point. I'm, I'm let me sorry. say, real, let me say real quick. The thing, though, is I don't feel like Elon would be the person to want control over said AI and things like that, but he would be the one to allow the tipping point to let entropy kind of take over just like chaos happened like it's not really chaos but you know it's out of your hands i think it was like microsoft or someone one of the companies developing ai had ai that developed its own ai that yeah. it only spoke its own language and we didn't know what the ai yeah. was doing so we had to pull the plug on it yeah we didn't or at know least what they, were saying. they said they pulled the plug i hope they pulled the plug please pull the plug <laughs> if you haven't pulled the plug please pull the plug save us um but so elon and, you know, I, I do believe this myself, is that government itself doesn't understand AI. You know, the people mm -hmm. who are currently in charge, they either don't understand it or don't understand the implication enough to put knowledge in an applicable way, you know, which is really upsetting because I do believe that there should be more scientists or some people who are at least maybe interested in learning that, you know, that way government can make an actual knowledgeable decision. I don't know. AI is weird because AI is in so many different facets, though, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like AI has been used already because it's like autopilot in a plane mm -hmm. that is essentially a AI system, kind of. Um, and I guess it's like it's... AIs are really gray line because there's so many facets to it. There's so many different levels to it, you know, yeah. and it's like autonomous driving, you know, as self-driving cars. There's like a lot of cars now, like if you leave the lane a little bit, you don't have your blinker on, They're it's going to push you back yeah. in the lane. And that's, that's an AI kind of system kind of taking over, um, AI and video games. That's the main reason I bring up open AI as Elon's company was it kind of had one of its big breaks at least the first time i ever heard of it was they brought it to dota's ti7 championship i believe it was and the ai bot went up against dendy who was like a big player i believe um and the, the ai just smashed it. and all the ai did was it just they gave the ai no guidance they were just like this hey. is the game this is how you win please no. figure it out and it just started computing how to learn and it fought against itself a thousand times and yeah now and it's gotten to the point where it can do five-man rotates and it's always that's kind of how like it's going to accelerate though like say that's just a video game but they've started applying it to other video games and other scenarios as well where it just yeah teaches itself the rules and does things that we technically could never hope to do. Yeah, and if if you think about it, AI itself can actually play out scenarios in milliseconds. And then with quantum computing coming, as we just talked about, that those milliseconds that'll be that's slow. Yeah, fractions so. of milliseconds. Um, I guess also one of like, I hate to have a fucking tinfoil hat on, but I do. <laughs> um, another one of my not issues per se, but I, one thing that I view as a possible outcome with um, symbiotic AI, so like Neuralink, yeah. is if we all essentially have this same code implanted into our brain, 
I wonder if it will kind of lead to like a hive mind scenario where because we all have this basic code and this own like way of learning, if, you know, either individualism would kind of be taken away or if it would be more of a hive mind thing, which I don't really think is going to happen because I, you know, I, I would, it would be a symbiotic relationship with your brain. But, you know, it's one thing that I think of. I'm, I definitely, I just I'm like, stupid. I'm also a huge cynic, though, when it comes to things like that. Like, I see that and I'm just like, man, but are we already like non-individualized? We're all grouped in packets. Yeah. But I understand what you're talking yeah. about. And it's definitely. Yeah, it's all the science people think I'm stupid. It's fine. I promise I, I did as much research as I could. I it. did absolutely not. I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm coming into this fresh, just giving thoughts. Uh, yeah. But. Yeah, it is. It's... And with my bunky brain, this is where it's going to. Um, but I do like I do like the thought of AI. I hope it's done correctly. Um, and then there was one other point that I wanted to make about AI, and I don't remember. See, with AI, that wouldn't happen. AI your brain would create. Yeah, your brain would have a second tab, like forty tabs open. It would be taking care of all of it at the same time. Just fucking mind-boggling. It's crazy to think how it would not only change thought, but also just daily operations yeah. of life. You know? I don't know. The weird thing, I guess the big thing too with AI in itself, because we've mostly talked about like AI in a personal aspect, like integration into a personal life. However, it's like AI is also already taking over like a lot of factory positions yeah. and it's taking over a lot of things that, you know, we don't think about used to have to do yeah. manually, but now it's being done a thousand times better yeah. automatically and without thought and with much less resources. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it, you kind of have to almost move towards that Wally scenario of what is going to be left for us to do other than hang out and we're going to be marshmallows, be marshmallow people in space. You know, I mean, is that the future? Did did Elon Musk see mm -hmm. Wally all those years ago and like, just be like, "Holy shit, that's it! That's, that's it. it! That's what I'm doing! That's my life!" Like um, he yelled all that PayPal money, and then he's just like, "Whoa, oh, I'm gonna do that one. That's the one I want. I want to do that future." One thing, and he's that starting to work towards it. One thing that I like to think in an optimistic uh, viewpoint is nowadays, a lot of people are investing into individuals, which is why you see Twitch streamers like yourself mm -hmm. or YouTubers or podcasters or whatever, even though on a societal standpoint, they aren't doing anything, but people are still investing their time and even their money into an individual, which yeah. hopefully I would like to see that's where maybe jobs go in the future because i feel like that could be one a very cool thing and also it's nice to be able to focus on yourself i feel like you know a lot of people have stress at their day-to-day -day job which obviously any job even if it's just a youtuber or whatever it does have its own stress of course but you know yeah it's definitely nice because it's like I, don't know, I think that's also been kind of uh i mean you could even by Elon a little bit into this, but not yeah. really. It's just with development of the internet, it's information is always like accessible there. Even yeah. even when you don't want information, because there's plenty of times I feel like that companies just want you to look one way or the other. I mean, yeah. I'm looking at you, Blizzard, you're under kind of hot water today. Um, but 
Oh. No, people always are going to know now and everyone's going to find out regardless. And I think that's why people are kind of moving away from the traditional day-to-day job. Well, like to traditional consumption of media yeah. and stuff. Like yeah. especially with like companies trying to kind of like coordinate how they do it because the company still wants that like layer of protection between them and their consumer. But the consumer kind of doesn't need that or want that anymore. They're yeah. able to just get directly to an entertainment source or um, any sort of pathway like that due to the internet. Not only just one media source, but multiple. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really in, in control of the individual and how they research things and how they look things up to make their own critical decision. Rather than just listening to Fox News and only Fox News, you know? It's true. So the big question, though, at the end of the day, after all these rants and tangents, is Elon Musk okay? Um, well, we didn't really talk too much about Elon. We yeah, just talked about what he does, but... It's it's kind of hard, because when you talk about Elon, there's no way to not, t- not talk about what he does and get on tangents of this, which I do have one more that I really want to talk about, just real quick. Okay, tangent, one, tangent on me. One side other, quest, side quest, tab. One it's other, called a side quest. <laughs> it's called a side quest for a reason. We can't stay on track. Um, but another tangent that I have, and maybe this is just because I watched that really shitty newer Indiana Jones movie when I was younger. Um, but I kind of also wonder with the, um, knowledge of AI, if possibly it would kind of turn into the scenario where, you know, we know too much and we just kind of want to kill ourselves. (laughs) Which is, is, it's stupid, but if you think about it, because I believe if I'm not incorrect, it's it's a correlation to how how intelligent you are with depression i could be absolutely wrong but there is a correlation there so i wonder if you know too much knowledge is a bad thing which i personally don't think it is but you know it's kind of i think the big thing is going to be there's going to be huge paradigm shifts with technology Mm because i think we're right now especially in that era of like uh, millennials are like I was born in the 90s like early 90s which means I remember before internet yeah, it's really so, I remember it's so before crazy. tech and yet it's also now it's so advanced so quickly so here and so it's like people that are like growing up and their kids right now that have like iPads and stuff like that they're going to have integrated technology yeah. throughout their life already so it's like I think right now you're kind of in since we flipped so quickly from and that's why there's so much division i think in the world right now mm-hmm. and a lot of it is contributed between like the older generation and the younger generation because you know they're entirely different ways of thinking due to how we've been brought up yeah. with information disseminated out to us like it, it's even like, if there wasn't like the same resources available like even just generally like how much you can access the world around you now versus then and i think that's why yeah things get so divided and weird and yeah it's it's amazing to think about if you think about it the first computer took up a whole room and we have a more compa- powerful computer in our hands which yep. is so trippy but so cool um but yeah is elon musk okay um i'm i hate to say it i honestly i think no it sounds like he's very unhappy which is very unfortunate i think but like on a is he crazy standpoint, he's, yeah, I think he's, he's okay. okay. Yeah. I don't know. He's not great. Yeah, like I don't want to say he's not 
not okay though. Like I, I think I think he's got enough knowledge, money, and power to where he's just kind of I mean he's got regulation heavy on him, but at the same time he strikes me as someone that is an extremely creative mind. Yeah. And he's got nothing really to hold him back. He doesn't yeah. have the money to hold him back. He doesn't have anyone telling him what to do. I mean, he's just really like, I had this idea and I told some people about it. They said it seemed like a pretty okay idea. So, so I'm, I'm going to do try it. it. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to give it a shot. Why not? You know? Yeah. Maybe if it's a good enough idea, other people will invest and they'll think it's a good idea too. You know, he's kind of doing that. Yeah. But he definitely, when you listen to him talk, because... I don't know. I think he'd just be a really cool person to have like a one-on-one -on -one conversation yeah. with because it's really unfortunate because I did listen to a lot of his interviews doing research for this. And I feel like it's so unfortunate because more or less all of, all of the interviews are the same. People ask the exact same questions. Yeah. And I would honestly, I would just love to have a conversation with him, like not even just talking about the boring company or Hyperloop or, you know, SpaceX or AI. Like I would, I would just love to, you know, listen to him. Personal conversation. Yeah. See, it's like, at the same time, though, I feel like once you're, I think that is his identity at yeah. a certain point because there's so much of it. Because yeah. you even still hear stories of, like, most people, once they're at his level, they're, I mean, off, you know, like, golfing on Sunday and hanging out. No, he still sleeps under his desk at yeah. the office because he is so obsessive about what he does. Yeah. It's like, it's a, it's a struggle just to bring him out of working because he doesn't want to stop. You know, he's yeah. very obsessive about what he does, but that's also what makes him so him. successful yeah. and what makes him him. And I don't know. It'd be really interesting to see when he syncs with technology, if he's not already, like how, how he reacts to yeah. technology coming to the forefront. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, hope, hopefully we didn't sound like blabbering idiots this entire time and if we did i mean sorry that's why it's called the idiot side yeah. quest isn't it that is exactly why it's called the idiot side quest um i did want to ask you guys one more question before we sign off for today um we've come to the conclusion that we are going to talk about watchmen so yes yeah we're gonna go and figure out you know and compare the, the graphic novel the movie and the tv series that's coming out i think in a week um, already yeah um but i would really like to know if you guys would like that as a single condensed episode where we talk about all three of them in one episode or if you guys would kind of be like a long it, episode it would be a long <laughs> it'd episode. be a long episode or if you guys would like us to divide the time and talk about each individually in an episode so yeah 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 that, much. that was this week i would say no matter what elon musk i think you're okay I think you're okay. I hope you were doing better, though. That's how I'm going to leave it. I wish he was doing better. Yeah. Thanks for hanging out, guys. Yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for hanging out.